is this? Episode 11. Cathartic. Somebody asked me if... Uh, well, I get asked occasionally why why I'm doing this. Stories and stuff. And, um, a man I respect, he says, is, are you doing it because it's cathartic? And I thought, okay. If you don't know what cathartic is, it's sort of... Uh, a purging, a cleansing, uh, something it makes you feel good, makes you feel freer, lighter, like you've exercised something. So it's that feeling of cleansing, cleaning it out, getting it out in the open or whatever. Anyway, that's that cathartic word for the day. Okay, you know, in the last episode, I, I said uh, I talked about Bryce's, uh, my stepfather's hatred for the for the Mormon church and I think really it was that he had a hatred maybe still does for all authority um any kind of authority over him and often I look at my life and I wonder I've wondered I've asked the question if I haven't if I didn't learn that from him because I push for for stuff you know I push for for freedom and liberty and um which is, I mean, in the 60s, that's what the hippies started, you know, Berkeley. That's what it was all about, pushing for free speech and liberty. And everything's different now. It's all changed. Words mean different things and and uh, everything's different, you know. There's more to the story of Bryce, like my stepfather living with him. Uh, it took me probably... Gosh, I don't know, probably till I was 16 or 17 before I started feeling like he was a, a father figure at all. I never considered him my dad because I had my dad and I loved my dad and had, you know, had a desire to reestablish relationship with him too and, and heal it, but. Um, I came to respect Bryce. He taught me my uh, my trade, um, and I learned a lot about music with him and his uh, artistic flair. Uh, all those things rubbed off on me. They were positive things. Um, I don't believe that he's a man of character. I don't know that he ever was a man of character. So when I when I was 13 and I went away and I became a, a Christian and then I came back home after the summer. Um, when I got home, uh, my mom was glad to see me home. Um, my siblings were all back in school like things were changing on the home front. And um, she wanted me to go back to school, which she had already told me when I talked to her on the phone when I was in Vancouver. And um, I decided that was probably a wise thing to do, go back to school. So I went back after being out of school for two years. I left school the beginning of grade six, and I, when I came back to school in Canada, I was in grade, they put me in grade seven. 
um, it was uh, difficult for me. Uh, I wasn't used to being around a lot of people my own age, for one thing. And uh, it was kind of strange. It's like the 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 hormones are are pumping, and you know you're just all over, <laughs> all over the place. So, Emotionally and uh, physically, you're changing. And you put a whole bunch of 12, 13, 14-year-olds in a confined space. And a lot of weird stuff happens. <laughs> so anyway, um, when, I, when I first came back, Bryce was angry. He and my mom fought. He did not want me living with them. He said, I don't want no GD Christian living there. And I'm sure his language was quite a bit more colorful than that. Um, and they fought. And, and in the end, my mom went out. She said, you know, he's my son. He's our responsibilities. So, which was a paradigm shift for her. That was an interesting time. I mean, the, the commune wasn't, wasn't dissolved. It was dissolving because of my mom's, uh, my mom's paradigm shift. Like I said, she became a vegetarian and for, for religious reasons or spiritual reasons. And, um, so she wanted to be a veg like she there was a fervor that came with that the same as a fervor that came with my faith she had this fervor this new uh, drive to be as good at, at what she has perceived to be the truth as possible so it created a lot of friction in the house I mean Bryce didn't want to be a vegetarian um, the people on the farm certainly didn't want to be vegetarian. <laughs> there was a lot of conflict anyway. There was conflict all over the place. And uh, um, I don't know, you know, in conflict or in times like where there's a lot of stress, which actually right now is one of those times in my life. There's just a lot of, I think it is in a lot of people's lives and I take a look at the world, but uh, there's a lot of stuff happening that's uh, in my family in particular but even outside of the family friend groups and there's a lot of tension there's a lot of division uh, look at Israel look at the Ukraine and there's a lot and then on top of that throw in all the anger and corruption and uh, that dirtiness you know I find that I have a hard time relating to uh, authority. That was something that was told to me when I was uh, in my 20s and I started going to a church. It was like a pronouncement on me. Like, you have a problem with authority. You know, the man that said it was a ex-RCMP and uh, I'm an ex-hippie. So <laughs> it was interesting. <laughs> You know, so a little bit of self-examination, am I? Maybe I am. You know, the Bible tells me that I'm supposed to submit to authority. But I also have this sense of justice. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I talk about it quite a bit. The, the 
the combination of of uh, justice and mercy and th there's an equilibrium in in the concept that uh is difficult to maintain because how do you have justice if somebody doesn't pay for what they've done wrong but if if you give mercy somebody's still got to pay for it right so uh that's 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 the hard thing for the people in the world. How can there be justice, you know? And then on the other hand, the mercy part, you know, they're all about the love, 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 love. But there's there's something that true love has, and that's um, mercy is one of the things it has. But it has a uh, a unity with with justice too so we don't as a as a human peoples we don't put those together love and mercy and justice and judgment and uh, yet you know if you want to understand the biblical view of god that's who he is he's those things in balance and those things perfectly. Like I don't know any other religion or any other spiritual journey that has these concepts. And then the concept that you can live forever, like you, me, I can live forever and I can keep growing and learning and uh, developing relationships and building on them. Except there's going to come this time when the way that we experience reality right now comes to an end and a new reality will will take place and we we now live in this culture that is post-christian like one of the one of the things i had problems with as a a young person in the world without having the people of the Jesus People's Army with me, or other believers, um, was there was a there was a predominant dislike, uh, even hatred for for Christianity, uh, and yet there was this this move, this groundswell to you know in the hippie movement. There was there was that too. It was like both things. It's like the world is right now, and I think. I mentioned post-Christian. We live in a post-Christian society. I don't think people know anything or much about God, uh, the God of the Bible, who Jesus was. You know, people don't often want to trounce on him, but they don't like his church. His church doesn't like his church. It's a little confusing. It's disheartening for a believer, confusing for an unbeliever. This is humanity. We work out our salvation. We have to not forsake the assembling together. We have to we have to learn to rub shoulders with people that believe as we believe. It's a rarity to have that bond in my experience. Um, it doesn't change what people do doesn't change my belief in God.
Because God's a personality and I'm a personality. And it's what I do that matters. It's and you know, and I'm working it out, man. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a good husband, I'm not a good father, I'm not a good uh friend, you know. I fall into those categories for some people. So I'm no different. You just have to somehow wake up every morning and and seek the Lord while he may be found. You need to pray that God's Holy Spirit... This is the the thing that Jesus died for. I mean, if you don't know the Bible, fine. But let me tell you. When he died, he said to his disciples, he said, I have to go. If I don't go then the advocate, the comforter won't come. The the teacher won't come. And the teacher's the Holy Spirit. So the teacher advocates for us, comforts us, uh, shows us the way, uh, speaks truth to us, speaks through us. Um, That's why, you know, no matter what, no matter what I say, no matter if there's a little bit, and I heard another another teacher say this today if there's a little bit of what I'm saying that touches you that you know that pierces you then you need to you need to seek God you need to pray that the Holy Spirit would reveal him and it's not a feeling it's not about feelings you will have feelings I don't know how I mean I'm telling you about my childhood and just looking at it and seeing how the things that you experience they form you they help form the character that you are i mean and if we delve into a little bit later rice's some of rice's story you can what you can wonder like you know uh, how much that played on on him i think it played a lot we don't fully understand or we full, don't fully comprehend i think we understand a lot more than we than we admit to sometimes but we don't comprehend how much our history affects us not i mean nations cities uh people groups the the jewish nation the jewish persons scotsman i'm a scotsman and english and first nations uh, those traditions those social c- conditions that are passed on in your life and the, the way that the tradition and stuff gets formed it all affects who you are and how you view the world and how you view reality and uh, that's part of the that's part of the thing that I'm kind of even if you're not aware of it, but I'm kind of sensing that people are wondering, like the Western world, what we now call the Western world, it wasn't called the Western world up until a, you know I don't even know for sure when, but I think it was around less than a hundred years ago, maybe a hundred years ago, we started people started saying the Western world. Up until then, it was called Christendom. It was the the Western world was influenced heavily by Christianity. It gave us our uh, it gave us our uh, social uh, format. It gave us our ethics and our culture and our it gave us our morals. And uh, you know, people are people. We're talking about that. So people are people, and they're going to come and go with their ability to to live their beliefs um 
this is this is the trick. I said working out your salvation. I don't mean you have to do works. I mean you have to work out living how you view reality. And as you're doing that, you should be able to see whether that is a cohesive worldview. If it's a cohesive belief system, um, that's 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 the think part. <laughs> you know, that's the think part. But it's also that's where the Holy Spirit gets to come in and actually be a revelation of light like the teacher i call call the holy spirit the teacher the comforter the uh, the guide um experience the holy spirit and 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 look back on your life and look into the bible and then you will change I've edited this one. Uh, this one. I'm I'm going through some personal sort of uh, struggles right now, uh, so I'm having a hard time doing this. It, that's that's. Uh, um, I want to do it. I'm committed to doing it. And um, what will happen is you'll see uh, if you keep following, you'll see you know personality come out because if i do this every week we're all we're all moody we're all up and down <laughs> you know our moods change as as the weather changes um there's just things i i feel like i need to to say hope you contact me if you have any questions or any comments or i'm gonna sing a song it's one that i recorded quite a while ago it was the first song that i wrote when I started going back to church after I got married in 1980. So I think I wrote the song in 81 uh, and recorded it in the early, late 80s, early 90s. And um, it was never finished. It's another one of those recordings that was never finished. But hope you like it. Hopefully I can whittle something out of all of this to, that's cohesive. <laughs> And uh, I feel a little better, so I guess in a way it was cathartic. Thank you. Uh, next one is 12. <laughs> Change in me 
You see that I found my 